Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. My name is Patrick Adams, and I help leaders improve performance using process improvement solutions with bottom line results. Today we're going to be talking about uh, bad decisions. Who's responsible? Who's responsible when a bad decision is made in your organization? When things don't work out as planned, it's human nature to find out who is responsible, right? We want to play the blame game. Who the, some people call it the five who's, right, instead of the five why's. Who's responsible? Um, this type of toxic culture is what really prevents employees from taking action and accepting accountability for decisions. Uh, in an organization where uh, employees are empowered to make decisions, you're going to feel and see an entirely different type of, uh, of culture. So uh, employees at all levels of an organization should be included in, in decision making and accountability must be shared. Uh, and this is going to be a game changer for many of you out there who have been maybe working in a toxic culture. When you start involving team members in the decision-making process um, and sharing that accountability, you'd be surprised uh, what happens or what will happen within your organization. If we think of decision-making as this kind of learning process, yeah, we, we focus on improving the way that we decide on things, right? So it's not just about, hey, you make the decisions. It's like, okay, let's learn together, right? When, when this person makes decisions in this area, uh, you know, these are, this is the, the outcome and we've learned this through that, right? And maybe in this area, we, you know, we've created this escalation process and, and we have decision makers here and, and we really like that or we don't like that. Uh, so we learn together and we improve in how we decide on things. Um, but this is the way that we empower employees to pitch in and really help build a culture where blame games do not exist. When we create this kind of work environment where our team can truly, truly succeed, um, that's when we're going to start seeing the benefits of having a, a culture of continuous improvement. Um, I was actually first introduced to a tool that I'm going to talk about here in just a minute called the Empowerment Continuum Chart. I was first introduced to it um, when we would assess teams on an annual basis. And the fun part about this is that I had the opportunity to meet individually with uh, the, the team members from you know, a, a certain department or a certain area of the business um, and go through this more as a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And that was a lot of fun because I got to meet a lot of people in the organization uh, and also find out you know, some kind of some inside feelings about how decisions are being made and how, how that affects them and how their decisions are affecting others in the organization. Um, but I've since actually introduced the Empowerment Continuum Chart to many, many organizations. Uh, and the Empowerment Continuum Chart actually begins with complete respect for people, right? Um, so what I do normally is I take this Empowerment Chart, this Empowerment Continuum Chart, which I'm going to explain to you in detail here in just a minute. And I actually normally uh, print out this huge, large-size poster um, and I post that right on the conference room wall or right on the wall where I'm going to be meeting with each of these team members. Um, and I ask them three questions. And I'll talk about those three questions here in just a minute. But what you have to envision when you think about what this empowerment continuum chart looks like is you actually have 
four columns. Okay, so there's four columns. Now, column one, all the way on the left, is where management decides and then informs employees. So this is where managers are telling, they're directing, management is, is accountable and they're responsible for every decision that's made. Management is really in total control. Employees are told about decisions. You can imagine this is more of that command and control type of environment. Um, and uh, that's, that's the first column. That's uh, column number one all the way to the left. Um, and then column number two is where management gets employee input before deciding. Okay, so this is more selling, right? Managers are kind of selling and, uh, and they're coaching more. Employee I employees' ideas are harnessed as input into decisions, where managers are still making the decisions, but they're harnessing some input from employees and employees are consulted and have, uh, have some input into those decisions. So that's column number two. Column number three is where employees decide and recommend. So employees are actually participating in the decision-making process. They may even be facilitating some decision-making. Uh, accountabilities are clearly shared between management and employees. Um, and employees really, uh, in this area, they have to consult management before acting and get approval. So maybe there's some boundaries that, that have been set up, but they have to really consult management um, before acting so they have to get approval um, even though they are maybe facilitating and participating in some of those decision-making uh, those that those decisions that are being made so that's that's column number three now the last column is column four and this is where employees decide and act so employees are delegating uh, they're a liaison employees are accountable they're responsible employees can set direction and they can even take action without approvals. So management maybe has set up some boundaries ahead of time and they've asked employees to go ahead and move ahead. If, if your decisions are within these boundaries, then go ahead and move, move on without approval. For example, maybe they, uh, they've given them a spending boundary of up to $500. So employees can make decisions and make purchases without approvals needed from management um, with, as, as long as they're within that uh, spending range. So as you can imagine, all the way on the left side of the continuum is where management has full control. And as you move further to the right of the continuum, uh, you get into more of this shared control around decisions. Um, and that's really how the continuum is meant to be set up. So as I mentioned, what I do is I post this huge poster up on the wall in a conference room and I meet with each team member. And I always ask them three questions. And you, normally what I do is I get these um, these sticky, uh, different color stickies, and I give them a different color. Uh, sometimes I split them up by the three questions, right? So that I know, uh, you know, how they're answering each one of these three questions by color. Sometimes I give a different color based on maybe if it's if there's three different shifts. Maybe first shift is green, uh, second shift is blue. Uh, and so on. Sometimes I separate it by leader leader level, right? So managers might be a certain color, frontline leaders might be a certain color. But obviously, the more the more uh, data that I can pull out of this, uh, the better that it's going to be as we start to move forward based on the information that we receive uh, in this activity. So the three questions that I ask: the first one is, where was your organization three years ago? And sometimes it's five, three to five years ago. Um, and the reason why this question is so important 
is because uh, it, I really take that three years and I compare it to the results of where they're at today, which is the second question. Where are you today, right? So that's the second question. Where are you? Where would you feel you're at on this continuum today? And they put their post-it up there, they, their sticky up there on the continuum where they feel that they are. And then the last question is, where do you want to be in the future? Where do you want to be in the future? Right. So after asking each one of these questions, I actually I have them place that colored sticker on the continuum to signify their answer. Um, and then by asking them where they were three years ago, like I mentioned, then, then I compare that to the results of where they are today. And then we can see whether or not empowerment has improved, declined, or maybe if they're stuck. Right. If they've had they have the same data from three years ago that they have today, then they might they might actually be stuck. But when looking at where they are today in comparison to where they want to be, this is how we gauge the team's readiness for change. I'm here to tell you, and the many times that I've done this, the results are always extraordinary. Um, and the data, you, you let the data speak to it. And when you put this data in front of uh, leaders, executive leaders, it's, it's amazing, uh, sometimes very eye-opening for them to see the results of how their organization feels around empowerment and decision making. Um, there is so much value to be gained by this exercise. Uh, for example, let me just tell you a, a quick story. When I asked where are we today for one of the groups that I, that I uh, assessed with this particular tool, the third shift supervisor felt that his employees had the freedom to recommend, to decide, and even set direction at times without approval, right? However, when we look at the data provided by his entire team, they actually felt that management is in complete control, telling, delegating, making all the decisions without any input from them. Um, and after digging a little bit deeper, we found that the turnover rate was actually much higher and improvement suggestions received from this team was actually much lower than the other shifts. So could this be a result of lower empowerment? Absolutely. The third shift supervisor had to take a really hard look at how he was engaging with his team, and uh, you know it, it was a, a very much, very much an eye opener for this supervisor. Um, so, the 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 data that uh, that I've received, it, it, it's also telling us uh, that the team is asking to participate more in the decision making process. So, uh, for for the data that's received, it, it can give you some different. Uh, it, it can tell you different things, right? So if today, you know, they're somewhere in the middle of the continuum, but when you ask them where they want to be in the future, they're, they're more to the right, right. That can tell you that they want to participate more in decision making. Um, it can also tell you that, you know, maybe that they've become more involved in making decisions uh, since three years ago and would like more involvement in the future, right? Um, some of you may have heard this story about uh, President John F. Kennedy, uh, in 1962, he actually visited NASA Space Center and uh, Kennedy noticed a janitor who was carrying a broom. And he interrupted during his tour and he walked over to the man and he said, hey, I'm Jack Kennedy, what are you doing? And uh, the janitor responded, well, Mr. President, uh, I, help, I helped, or I'm helping to put a man on the moon. And that's just crazy, right? Because he's the janitor, right? But he knew what his connection was to the overall vision. To most people, this janitor was just cleaning the building, right? But in, in more 
uh, as the larger story was unfolding around him, this janitor knew that he was actually helping to make history, right? His little piece, his decisions that were being made um, were a part of the bigger picture in what we were trying to do in helping to put a man on the moon. So your team members should feel the same way as this janitor. Each team member should be given clear expectations and asked to commit and become more accountable to something way bigger than themselves. Every job, every person is important and every single person helps achieve the mission, the overall mission of the organization. Empower your people and your culture will thrive. I promise you that. Hey everybody, remember, keep it simple, keep it visual, and continue to improve. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.